0: This morning we're continuing in our sermon series, following along with the questions that Jesus asked. There are so many questions that Jesus seemed to be interested in, so many more questions than he was interested in answers. And so we have been looking at questions like today's, when Jesus says, why are you afraid? There is a lyric that comes from a song that was popular in the the late 80s, early 90s by a band named Toad the Wet Sprocket. And they said this, whatever I fear the most is whatever is before me. Whenever I've let my guard down, whatever I was ignoring, whatever I fear the most is whatever I see before me, whatever I have been given and whatever I have been. Fear is such a pervasive part of the human experience and Jesus speaks about it a lot. And so let's take a moment and revisit a scripture that might sound familiar if you've been around the church for a while. This is when Jesus calms the storm. On that day, this day after he had been teaching all of these parables, when evening had come, he said to his friends, the disciples, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. that even the wind and the sea obey him. My friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me as we pray. God, we do ask that your presence might fill us, pushing out all fear, so that we might experience this greatness of life you have given us to the fullest extent. Speak truth into our hearts, Pour through me a gift of preaching that we might say what we mean to say and hear what you intend us to hear. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. What do you think the disciples expected Jesus to do? When the wind suddenly whipped around them and stirred that shallow water into a churning, frothing, unpredictable waterscape, as the experienced fishermen in the group led the way and using all of their strength and skill to maneuver that boat as they had no doubt done before, what do you think the disciples expected Jesus to do when they woke him up from his nap? our scripture passage, it tells us what they did not expect Jesus to do. They certainly did not expect for Jesus to speak and calm the waves. They did not expect for their situation to suddenly change, for the storm to suddenly calm, to be returned into stillness just as suddenly as they were thrown into disarray. Given that Jesus was a carpenter and not a fisherman, I doubt that they expected him to be of a great help in saving the boat. So when the disciples woke up Jesus, what do you think they were hoping he would do if they did not hope that he would do what he did? I think that their question to Jesus gives us a clue. They say, teacher, shouting over the winds, water streaming down their faces. Do you not care that we are perishing? Jesus, do you not care that we might die? Jesus, don't you care about us? I think that tells us all we need to know. The disciples may not have expected Jesus to save them, but they did expect him to display his love for them by sharing. In their fear. Waking Jesus would not have stopped that boat from toppling over into the water, but the look of fear and concern on Jesus' face would at least assure them that their misery had company. That would have assured them that Jesus had cared about them, that he cared not just about them, but that he cared about anything at all, about his own life, about the journey that they had just begun together. To the disciples, you see, fear was a display of care and concern. To the disciples, fear was a display of love. Maybe you and I can relate to that feeling. When we are in fear of losing our financial security or when we are waiting for results from a diagnostic test, we will often tell our friends or loved ones about what we fear only to wait for them to mirror our fear back to us through concern or worry or shock and awe. It's not that we don't want to be comforted, we do. We just don't wanna be comforted right away. If the pension that we live off of was suddenly canceled and we tell our closest friend about it, we would be offended if their first response were to, was to say, why are you afraid? You're gonna be fine. Instead, we would expect them to share in the awe and the terror of that moment, to empathize, to exclaim, and to knit their eyebrows together in concern. It's only after they share in our fear that we are willing to share in their faith when they say to us that everything will be okay. And it turns out that the disciples are a lot like us. They needed Jesus to share in their fear if they were going to share in his faith but Jesus didn't want to share in their fear. He didn't need to be afraid in order to love them and in order to love them well. Listen to his questions back. He says, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? If the disciples were hurt that Jesus was not awake and fearful with them during the storm, then Jesus was hurt that they still doubted his love and care for them once the storm was over. From Jesus' questions back to the disciples, it's clear that Jesus sees no connection between fear and love. But for the disciples, fear, faith, and love are intermingled. They're confused in their hearts. Maybe they're confused in our hearts too. We love one another by worrying about one another, by fearing alongside one another, by sharing in each other's misery. The disciples are afraid because of the treacherous weather conditions, but they are also afraid that Jesus doesn't love them. It makes us wonder what one they are more afraid of? Are they more afraid of the weather of their circumstances? Or are they more afraid of the idea that Jesus just doesn't care? It brings us to the same question. Which circumstance are we more afraid of? Are we more afraid of the storms in our lives of the unpredictable events that occur and leave us feeling out of control? Or are we more afraid that Jesus is alongside us, watching our fear, but asleep at the wheel? Clearly, Jesus cares about the disciples. We know that, we see it in all of the stories throughout scripture. We see it here that Jesus cares so much about the disciples that Rather than sparing a second, he wakes up and then calms the storm. There's not a minute to spare. Clearly, Jesus cares about the disciples. He puts an end to that event that first provoked their fears and leaves them only with the fear that I believe did grip them more fiercely than the waves. The fear that at the end of the day, they were not loved. But Jesus loved the disciples. And Jesus loves you. And Jesus loves me. In 1 John, the author says this If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we have confidence on the day of judgment that in this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment So whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. That's a lot from the scripture. But it speaks something true to each and every one of us. There is a connection between love and fear. But it is not that fear begets love. It is that love drives out fear just as Jesus drove that storm into stillness, love will drive our fear into silence. This spiritual truth that we have known through scriptures for millennia, this spiritual truth was recently demonstrated to be a scientific truth too. There was a recent study from the University of Bonn on how to best eliminate fear in men a group of men were shown pictures that were then followed by a series of shocks. They were being conditioned to fear the photos. And then after a period of time, half of the test subjects were given oxytocin. Oxytocin is the chemical that our brain releases when we are experiencing love. The other half were given just a placebo. So then next... The men were shown the same pictures as before, but without the series of shocks. And what the researchers found was that the men who were given oxytocin, the men who were feeling loved, had far less circumstances and feelings of fear than those who had not been feeling loved. Often we believe That the opposite of love is hate. But it would turn out to be that really, the opposite of love is fear. Friends, perfect love drives out fear. When we are afraid, what is it that we are most afraid of? Are we afraid of our circumstances that are changing and out of control? Or are we afraid that the God who is watching us in our fear doesn't care? Friends, God cares about you, about me. And God loves you and has placed love within you so that not only do you have the ability to drive fear out of your heart through the love of God, But you and me, we have the ability to drive fear out of the hearts of other people who don't know that they are loved.